Logistics is transforming our lives and the way we do business in today's ever-changing economy. If your company or community thrives on the quality of your logistics, then we'll give you a peek behind the curtains to the topics and people who are driving this exploding industry. You're listening to the Logistically Speaking GT Podcast, produced by Global Trade Magazine and sponsored by the World Economic Development Alliance. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com or join the thousands that have downloaded our app in the Apple iTunes Store. Now, here's our publisher and our host, Eric Kleinsorge. Eric Kleinsorge. With the world continuing to shrink and the quality of life becoming more important every day, recreational companies are continuing to grow at a rapid pace. In today's episode, we're going to explore what type of community is an ideal match for these recreational companies. Outdoor recreation has only recently been recognized as a key economic drive on the federal level, and for the first time ever, there's an effort in place to quantify the economic development impact, the GDP, of the outdoor recreational industry. The state of Colorado has made a big push to become the headquarters for outdoor recreational industry in recent years, adding a statewide outdoor recreation industry office, implementing infrastructure plans and grants specifically to grow trails and other outdoor amenities, and most notably acquiring the Outdoor Retailer Show, which is a leading industry show and was held in Salt Lake City for the last 20 years before Denver snatched it up. The state estimates the industry brings in nearly $1 billion in tax revenues and over $4 billion in wages annually just in Colorado. The state has also recognized that rural Colorado, particularly the western slope, is better suited to accommodate this industry than any other part of the state. We thought it would be ideal to find a location that meets the criteria these companies are looking for and see why such locations are so attractive. Today, we have special guest Robin Brown from Grand Junction, Colorado. And in talking with Robin, we found her to be a wealth of knowledge and an ideal guest for our GT podcast. Robin is an engaged U.S. Army veteran and has had her personal story documented on film and two nationally recognized books. She founded Brown House PR and Spoken Blossom magazine. She is also busy as a weekly columnist for the Daily Sentinel. Robin is also an active member on several boards ranging from the educational sector to the airport authority. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit more about Grand Junction. Give us kind of an elevator pitch and, and let us know what, as our listeners are, 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 are taking part today, what could they expect when they come to Grand Junction, Colorado? So Grand Junction is a little bit different than the rest of the state. We're in the on the what we call the western slope. So we're on the western side of the Rocky Mountains, about 30 miles from the Utah border. And it's high desert out here. Um, it's a lot of red rock. It's very, very beautiful. And we're located on I-70, which puts us we're the halfway point between Denver and Salt Lake City. And we're the largest city between Denver and Salt Lake City. We are fairly isolated. We're the largest city in western Colorado, and we're the county seat so to speak. But it's very beautiful. The Colorado River and the Gunnison River join in the middle of Grand Junction, which is where we got our name. So we have year-round activities. It's a great place to play outside. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the communities that surround the area? Yeah. So in Grand Junction, I mean, that's the largest city in our county, but we also have the town of the city of Prudas to the west and the town of Palisade to the east, and they each have their own unique personalities and, and cultures. Prudas 
very well known in the mountain biking world for world-class trails. And then Palisade is actually known for wine and peaches. It's an agricultural community. And so with Grand Junction being right in the middle, we actually, I always say, we have the best of all worlds. We can drink our really good wine and get our great produce, hit the trails of, of, of Fruta. And so it's just, again, it, it, it adds to all the amenities that we have here in Western Colorado. Awesome. So we're talking about the recreational industry today. You know, what kind of impact does that industry have on a community like yours? So there's the actual job numbers and the, the economic impact that they have. I mean, we have a lot of manufacturers, outdoor industry manufacturers in Grand Junction. Leitner Poma is one of the largest manufacturers of, they call it people moving, but uh, gondolas and ski lifts, and they're here in Grand Junction. We can name a, a, a bunch of other ones, but there's the economic impact, but then it's also the quality of life that the outdoor industry brings to our area. And so the outdoor industry kind of creates a playground and a quality of life that a lot of other industries want for their employees. Interesting. So if I'm a company and, and I'm in that recreational industry and sector. What kind of benefits do you guys offer that maybe another community in a, in a different part of the world would, couldn't offer? So, it, and maybe I should have started with this, we've had this shift in um, Western Colorado. We've, we were primarily an energy-based industry. I mean, our entire economy was based on the energy industry for decades. And we have, you know, felt the repercussions of, you know, the rising and falling prices of oil and gas, and that has, you know, we've gone through a number of economic downturns when the energy industry has tanked. And so in an effort to diversify and just get something to take us through the bad times, we kind of looked around and realized we already have a pretty healthy outdoor industry. And so in an effort to, and, and you know, our timing was really good because at the same time, the um, they added um, to the GDP, as you mentioned in the beginning, outdoor rec industry, so we could start to measure what is that economic impact. And we were already doing that. We had formed our community, the, the outdoor industry had gotten together around the table and formed the Outdoor Recreation Coalition of the Grand Valley to start to study what was the economic impact of the industry. And by doing that and going to our leadership across the valley and saying, look at the economic impact that we're bringing, it raised the, changed the reputation of the outdoor rec industry. I think probably in the past, a lot of people thought that outdoor rec is, you know, seasonal, part-time, minimum wage ski bombs and river guides. And when we showed them that it's actually manufacturing and paying really good wages and engineers and that, you know, how many people are employed here, the community got on board and said, yes, this is an industry that we want to invest in. And so we've actually had some really great developments in the last couple of years. The, the biggest one is a public-private partnership between the city of Grand Junction and a local company here, Bonsai Design, to build a riverfront district, a riverfront business park, but was also a play park. So the city has put in, and they've spent millions of dollars to create this riverfront park with an amphitheater and these ponds and a whitewater recreation area. And then a local company, and Bonsai Design, they make aerial canopy tours and zipline parks. They build them all over the world. They're probably the top of their industry. And so they are anchoring the business park by building their headquarters, and they're going to put a zip line across the river. And we just had the groundbreaking for the park a, a week ago. And so that's been a huge investment by the city to say, we want rec outdoor recreation. We're building this park in the hopes of attracting new outdoor, other outdoor recreation businesses to the area to fill up this business park. And it just shows that we're really dedicated to the industry. 
No, that, that's very interesting because you bring up a good point. Obviously, a lot of research and technology that goes behind the products in this industry, but you're also bringing together kind of a think tank group of minds that can share thoughts, share ideas, yep. and, and help each other grow. Yeah, and the other, you know, there's the actual efforts that we've made to attract the industry, but Grand Junction has over 300 days of sun a year. We have very, a very temperate climate although we're right next to the Grand Mesa. So as far as a place for outdoor rec industry to do a lot of R&D, we're a perfect location. And that's something we try to sell is that you can come here and you can test your product. It's also a great place to do marketing photo shoots or take, we take a lot of film. And so we'd like to see companies come. We, we see it a lot in the mountain biking industry. So mountain bikes companies will come here with their new products They'll, let, they'll do demo days, but they'll also do a lot of um, photography and testing because it, you're almost always guaranteed to have a beautiful day to ride. And there's a lot of you know, natural beauty that fits with, with the marketing efforts. But then from a research and development standpoint, we have, I mean, almost anything out our door. We, you can ski. We have skiing in the, in the winter. Uh, we have the rivers for the water sports. We have plenty of mountain biking trails or trails for anything. We have wide open vistas. There's a lot of, we have rocks for rock climbing. I mean, you can do a lot of outdoor activities, you know, immediate access year round here in Grand Junction. Yeah, you know, and I would think being in this, you know, the center of the United States, you probably have a, quite a cross section of people that visit that, you know, yeah. that, could, that could see these different products and they could actually talk to different areas of the country and see people from other areas of the country interacting with their products. Yeah, we, from a transportation standpoint, we think we're in the perfect location. I mean, we are in the center of the country. And um, again, we have the highway, I-70, we're located right on the highway. So truck, you know, transportation, we have the rail goes right through. So we have rail. And then we also have a regional airport. And so it's really easy with direct flights to a number of large cities. And so, again, to reach, you know, the four corners of the United States, it's pretty easy from Grand Junction. So... A lot of times, some of these companies might be startups or they might be up-and-coming companies. Have you guys put together any kind of, or has Colorado put together any kind of incentives that these people could consider or tap on? And we know that usually is based on mm -hmm. job creation and those types of things. Yep. But are there any special incentives? There are. And, and just to compare it to some other states, Colorado's incentives are all based on job growth. And so there, we do not hand cash to any company. It is, you know, you get a payout or tax rebates based on how many jobs you create or your capital investment. However, three, two and a half years ago, Grand Junction actually helped to develop legislation to form the World Jumpstart Program. And what that is, an additional tax incentive. So it's essentially a startup or a new company that moves into the state from out of the state can basically get eight years tax-free of operation to locate in a uh, rural jumpstart zone. And Mesa County, where we are, is a rural jumpstart zone. It's historically been um, distressed, and that's why we qualify. And there's a couple other places in the state that have this as well. But it makes us competitive on a national level. So, for example, we had a company called Phoenix House. They build these zero emission, zero carbon footprint uh, modular homes, and they were in Detroit. Most of their business and most of their sales were out west, and so having the Rural Jumpstart program allowed us to recruit them into Grand Junction, and now they set up shop here. They're manufacturing these homes in Grand Junction, and they'll operate tax-free for eight years while they build their business, and that includes income taxes back to the um, 
their employees as well. So that's been a great program for us. We've approved 11 Jumpstart companies in the last two and a half years and have three more in the pipeline for the next month or two. Excellent. Can you kind of expand on some of those companies and, and like what type of products do they produce or what kind of field yeah. are they in? So there's two different, they kind of fall into two categories. One is the true startup company. So it's, you know, they might already exist here and they have an idea and, and it does, there is a non-compete clause. So to qualify for Jumpstart, nobody else in the state can be doing that business, whatever it is, or selling that product. And there is a, a process we go through to, 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 to see if anybody else is doing that. Because obviously we don't want to recruit businesses in that are going to compete with our existing businesses. And so there's the startup piece. So it's a brand new company. Like we have a company here called ProStar. And they do, it's kind of a GIS mapping, but they layer all the information that's out there in order to, to identify where everything is in the ground. And there are, I mean, endless uses for this. You know, right now they're working with the city of Grand Junction on, you know, call before you dig programs, those type of things. Where are all the gas lines? Where are the water lines? Where are the electrical lines? But then there's a, it, the possibilities are endless of what you can do with this technology that they've created. That's a startup company that qualified for Jumpstart and are building their business here. And they've been in, in now, they were one of the first Jumpstart companies. The second kind of category of companies we get are like the one I mentioned, Phoenix House. So it's an established company in another state that we want to recruit into our state. And so that is a slightly different because they don't need as much help. I mean, you know, the startup companies, we have a pretty robust business incubator center here that works with startup businesses, providing capital, providing, you know, counseling and all the things that go with a startup. But then the other type, you know, these the companies that we recruit, the established companies from outside of the state into the state don't need as much handholding. They kind of show up and they're ready to go. They're selling their product. They have a market already. So that's kind of the two types of businesses that we see falling into the, the Rural Jumpstart program. Okay, excellent. So if I'm a listener today and I'm, I'm considering, you know, and I, I'm thinking about Colorado. In fact, my son, he's going to be attending Regis, Colorado oh, yeah. next year. And he's going to yep. be a pitcher there. So we're really, really excited about coming up and, and visiting him all the time. But what are some of the what are some of the misconceptions you think that people outside of Colorado might have about setting up their businesses there? So it's I think you know I think outside of Colorado when people think of Colorado I think they mostly really think of Denver, and Denver is probably I I think it's been like the top one or two fastest growing cities in the country over the last couple of years. I mean it has exploded. Um, and there's a severe housing shortage, and they have almost like, I think they're at like 2% unemployment. So even workforce, has, there are a lot of issues there um, in Denver, just because it's been, uh, it's grown so fast. Infrastructure as well as traffic. So I think that um, making people aware that you can still be in Colorado, but not have to fight the, what I consider the, the difficulties of doing business in Denver. I mean, it's very expensive, the cost of doing business, the cost of living. You can still be in Colorado, but not have to do, you know, deal with the, the incredible growth that's happened in Denver. Uh, places like Grand Junction are very affordable to live. I mean, our median house price is $218,000. And so it's very, you know, affordable place to do business. It's, our commercial real estate is very affordable. Um, and, you know, we're kind of, we're 150,000 people. Um, so it's, you know, we have a very dedicated, organized economic development partnership with our municipalities, with our Chamber of Commerce, with our Business Incubator Center, with our Workforce Center. And so we're working really, really cohesively to recruit businesses in, and then help those businesses succeed and do well. 
So it's a very different experience than um, you might get on the Front Range, on the I-25 corridor, or even in like the resort mountain towns. But the beauty of Grand Junction is you can get to all of those wonderful amenities within, you know, a few hours. You can be in the resort towns. You can go, you know, Denver's a great city. We love to go over there and visit, and then we're really happy to come home again. So Excellent. Well, Robin, you guys at Grand Junction have been a wonderful partner of ours for years. We really appreciate you. We re- we've appreciated your time today. But if one of our listeners wanted to get a hold of you and start talking about one of their expansions or relocations, yeah, what's yeah. the best way for them to do that? So we would love to talk to anybody that's looking to expand or or relocate. And um, our website is ggep.org. That's G-J-E-P. And that's the Grand Junction Economic Partnership. ggep.org has all of our information and contact information. And we'd be happy to talk to anybody who wants to learn more about Grand Junction. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope to have you back soon. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to the Logistically Speaking GT Podcast. We want to thank all of our astute readers of Global Trade Magazine and thank all of our great advertisers that help make this possible. Remember, you can subscribe and find all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Logistically Speaking. And don't forget, globaltrademag.com's daily news and information is ranked number one by Google.